0: There's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, a
1: couple things. We'll be at spring training starting on Sunday. We get there. We'll be broadcasting all week long from West Palm Beach. Big thanks to Shoppa's John Deere for uh, sending us to spring training down in uh, West Palm Beach. Uh, also, Kenny Chesney tickets uh, a little later on in the show. Is it still Chesney tickets in the nine o'clock there, Ben? Yes, it is. There we go. Yeah, Kenny Chesney. Four-pack of tickets, that'll be in the 9 o'clock hour, so be listening. Uh, rodeo is here. It's going to be fun. Cookoff starts tonight. going to be great. Um, D'Amico Ryans, remember this story? This was the story. This was my favorite anecdote from D'Amico Ryans coming out of his introductory press conference because I thought it was a real window into how he works, how he will work with, with Nick Casario. Any concern about a defensive guy coming in and trying to steer things and strong-arm you know, defensive guys ahead of offensive guys in the draft, stuff like that. Um, D'Amico shared this anecdote of his time, his first year as a defensive coordinator in San Francisco when he was in the San Francisco War Room.
2: It's me being in the draft room for, the, for my first year as a defensive coordinator, right? And I'm looking there, and I'm a former linebacker, and man, I want to get some backers. I want to get this is my first draft. I want to draft some linebackers, and you know, we're at a point in the draft, sixth round, where we're there. And there are, like, two linebackers there on the draft board for us. And I'm I'm like, ah, I really want a linebacker. But I also know, right, that do we – is this the right thing for our team, right? So we look at a highlight tape. It's popped this running back up, and it's Elijah Mitchell, right? They pop this highlight tape up, and we're, I'm watching him, and I'm like, wow. Man, this dude is fast. This dude can help us, right? I know I want the linebacker selfishly, but I see – a running back who can truly help our team. And so I say, Kyle, let's take the running back. right? And that's what I've learned about being in this position. It's not about egos. It's not about being selfish. It's about doing the right things for the team. And we do the right things for the team. That's how you build a successful program.
1: It was a good story. I'm still trying to figure out who the linebacker was that he was looking at because i it's the 194th pick. Was Elijah Mitchell in that draft? And there's not a linebacker taken over like the next probably, 30 yeah. picks. You know, so
3: I mean, it might have been somebody that went. You know, at that point, sixth and seventh round, uh, a lot of guys that are undrafted free agents are just as good. Obviously, yeah. There's no, it's very random in at that stage. Round. No doubt. So, um, but or, or or no, let's look at it this way: uh, D'Amico in in being team-oriented avoided a mistake of recommending, a, I don't know, some linebacker who obviously didn't deserve to get drafted in the sixth or seventh round because he saw that Elijah Mitchell was the right guy. I thought the notable thing about that, I was actually surprised that I didn't uh, I didn't hear anybody talk about this. And maybe somebody did, and I just didn't hear it or see it, obviously. But was um, the fact that they were putting up highlight tapes of a player, apparently, while they were trying to make decisions about it. Yeah, And I, I think the important thing there is, with scouts and personnel people, it does seem just from from conversations that uh, they're always like they're always trying to you know be be honest with themselves about like okay am I overthinking this am I uh, because so often then they start hyper analyzing things they they go down some road and they make a decision that actually doesn't feel like a good gut decision a lot of times they pay for it in the end. So I think, I think a lot of times with the highlight reels, they'll show of guys. It's like one last chance to kind of get in touch with like, all right, how do I really feel about this guy? What do I remember about it? That like, is that, that might, I might feel differently about him compared to this other guy. Uh, so it's, it's still, there's still art to it. I suppose, you know, as much as science, it's like, it's, it's just an incredibly random thing to try to predict which one of these guys are going to be good NFL players.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, and, and you're trying to do it across positions. Like, obviously, at least this is my uneducated eye. Like, yeah, a running back would pop more on a highlight reel for me than if That's you're trying true. to compare him yeah. to interior linemen and things. Like yeah. it's, it's a really hard thing to do to quantify what it is you're looking at there on the film. You know, the
3: highlight reel is. Uh... I, I, but that part of it where i am a little bit skeptical of it too is like man highlight reels are really deceptive <laughs> like you just that's why i refuse to watch anything except highlight reels this time of year yeah. uh when it, once guys are drafted i don't want to watch their downsides no. if i if i'm doing like an article or a podcast episode about it or something like i just want give me a couple months to get super excited about all the stuff he can totally. do <laughs> don't tell me about the stuff he can't that's do that's right that's right tell me, don't tell me about the time that he he actually ran in the wrong direction and uh, you know uh, started Crying on the sideline or something I don't need to, I don't need any of that. Just show me the highlights. um
1: Rand Carthon is the GM for the Tennessee Titans. He was with the 49ers in that war room when that story happened that D'Amico just told. I thought this was pretty cool yesterday. um This was a Rand Carthon press conference. Of course, the Titans were busy yesterday, cutting a bunch of guys. Um, this was his anecdote or his version of what happened with what D'Amico was talking about.
4: Demetrius Washington, he's the uh, VP of Ops for Minnesota. He ran our uh, analytics department after Kwasi left. Uh, he does his metrics you know, to find you know, all his guys. So he comes to me, he has a running back, and he's like, man, my numbers are telling me this is the best outside zone running running back in the draft. He was like, but I'm not walking in there with Kyle with just this paper to say that, can you watch this guy and see if you can confirm what my what the tape saw? And I watched the tape. That was my first exposure to the player, and I agreed with him. And then that player ended up being Elijah Mitchell that we took in the sixth round, which last year, if we don't have Elijah, we don't go on the run that we went on. And even added to that story, uh, D'Amico Ryans, it was his first year as D coordinator. And that round, that pick was going to be his linebacker and D'Amico some kind of when he came in the draft room Elijah's tape was on and he was watching Elijah and he called Johnny Holland our linebacker coach up and was like coach this running back is better than the linebacker we're going to pick and so we shifted from taking a linebacker and took Elijah and it just kind of shows to the collaboration of how that whole operation worked
3: um you know I think uh as far as like identifying an outside zone runner, yeah, like that part of it. Okay, if I'm going to be super optimistic about to so say, you see clearly, there. D'Amico Ryan's knows the Kubshanistani system, and he can identify those things. I, and I would I would say that kind of jokingly, except that there is something about identifying and I like I, I would say, like as a defensive player, I I actually tended to have pretty good games against teams like a Kubshanistani system, even though like a, a I hated going against them because they're still effective. But part of it is that there's a certain rhythm to an outside zone play and to when the cutback is and to what the read is by the by the running back. Mm-hmm. And guys who are really good in it, good in those systems, kind of like Arian Foster, they play with a certain rhythm and a certain understanding of the game that and it's just a certain feel for the flow of the defense that's hard to just measure or put in a scouting report um it's more than just vision and it's one of those things that you know it when you see it and like so as a defensive player you're kind of like you're getting into the rhythm of each specific play and there's almost a beat to when the cutback would be like if there's going to be a cutback it's going to be the bump the bump a bump cutback yeah and that's when you throw your guy and you come back and you tackle the running back um and so, like, I think that's something that D'Amico's in tune with. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, he's he's studied offenses, and he understands that part of it, maybe on a higher level than what the numbers show or um, or anything else.
1: That's interesting. And the first question that pops into my head as a Texan fan, because you just laid out kind of how that whole thing works, um, the Kupshana stand, the, the rhythm to the running game. My My big question that I have as a Texan fan is, what does your early read tell you on Damian Pierce and how he fits into something like that?
3: I, <laughs> I'm going to wait and see. Okay. <laughs> okay. I and mean, your pause,
1: your pause says it all right there.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know what? That would be interesting too. Um, uh, I, yeah, sometimes I feel like he might be a hammer where you need a screwdriver, but yeah. it's not like all they do is run outside zone. Uh, with, I think he
1: had no choice but to be a hammer last year. At yeah, times. yeah, 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 yeah. Because he did yeah, have some yeah. runs where he would kind of cut back against the grain and, and show some vision.
3: He was slow. His vision wasn't as good early on in the regular season as that I thought it would be. Yep. I thought that he had showed some really good vision um, in the preseason, and then, and then it kind of left him. But now some of that might just be adjusting to the speed of the game. Some of it might be... Uh, you know the inadequate run blocking, obviously, and the fact that they're just—it um, was a different style. It was a different style that Pep Hamilton was going to have than than uh, I was almost going to say Kyle Shanahan. Then um, Slowick will have. Right. So, um, I, like, so I honestly I can't tell you right now. Yeah. It's just it's a, it's going to be a different. They're going to be asking different things. Yep,
1: him. Yep. Um, the other interesting part of that cut from uh, Rand Carthon talking about his view of the whole Elijah Mitchell drafting was the part that D'Amico didn't tell, which is they were going to take a linebacker there. They, that was, that pick was almost reserved for a linebacker. D'Amico said that, but having to get on the phone and call Johnny Holland, the linebacker's coach, to say we're not taking a linebacker. I wonder how those conversations go. You know what I mean? Like Johnny Holland is probably thinking, oh, good, I'm going to get a young guy here. And then all of a sudden, running backs coach gets my guy right there. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, he kind yeah, of, There's only yeah. so many draft picks, and you're vying for some of them there.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know? It's Granted, so. it's
1: a sixth round, like you said. We're we're into the random phase at that point, but
3: still. That's the phase in the – that's the, the part of the draft when you're asking position coaches, who do you want? And, yeah. uh, you know, that would be – boy, that was – remember the story – Of the Jets. And, and like, okay, you could say it doesn't matter, but at the same time, one of the things that kind of – it seems to be that it was a point where things kind of started going south for Rex Ryan with the Jets was when they used that sixth-round pick on the receiver that was a college teammate of Mark Sanchez. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Oh, Joe McKnight. Yeah. Yeah. And – was it Joe McKnight? I think it was
1: Joe McKnight. Yeah.
3: Uh, So – but he was, like – basically almost bought as a binky for Mark Sanchez when a lot of the personnel people wanted to go in another direction, and they had somebody they actually wanted. Rex Ryan was uh, Rex Ryan felt like he owed it to Mark Sanchez because he had told Mark Sanchez that he would take McKnight if he had a chance. Yeah, and, M- um,
1: McKnight was a fourth rounder out of USC, but he's the first was one. It the fourth pop- round, okay, fourth fourth yeah. yeah, There okay, might have well, been another guy. I'm just looking up. Joe no, 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 that's the USC part. Man. No,
3: that's it was McKnight. And, okay, so fourth round makes a lot of sense then. Because yeah, yeah. it would be one thing if it was the sixth or seventh rounder. Doing it in the fourth round, that's when. That's one guy there's guys out there that you really, really want. Like, no, we gotta have this guy. He's there. Let's take him. Yeah. And basically, to be nice to the immature quarterback, Mark Sanchez, Rex Ryan took McKnight. They got that him was a, binky a okay. in the fourth round. Okay, it makes a lot of sense that it was that it caused some angst in the fourth Yeah, round. fourth
1: is you know, guys yeah, guys can play in the fourth, man,
3: no doubt. Yeah. All well, right. I mean, so talking guys in the sixth and seventh. No, just, no there's question. A di- there's yeah. a different attitude and projection of yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, the percentage is higher in the fourth, there's no doubt. Um all right, um XFL. Were you watching the XFL this weekend? Because the numbers say that some of you might be lying if you're saying yes. Also, three things that I, that, that I want to, after this first weekend, I think the NFL needs to hijack. Well, I say hijack. they got a relationship with the XFL. These are things they need to steal from the XFL. That is next.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai.